Welcome back to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. And I say welcome back because I'm very much in a reflective mood here on episode 100 of the Lead More Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so grateful to you for listening. And like I said, I said welcome back because I'm guessing we have people who have been listening to the show, whether you're my mom or my wife, who've maybe done 90% of the Hundred episodes, or it's your first time, I guess, then welcome to the Lead More Podcast. And, and let me start by saying, what is the Lead More Podcast? The Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and create more leaders for tomorrow. You've heard me say that in almost every single intro. I believe that the world needs more leaders. And for every person who's listened, I've challenged you to become one of those leaders. And that was the whole premise of the Lead More podcast. Two core ideas. One, the world needs more leaders. And two, leadership doesn't always look the way we think it does. And what I meant by that is the age or your title or your demographics or where you went to school or the color of your skin. I remember feeling as a CEO of a company for a decade that I just became CEO because I put it on my business card, right? That was it. I took the leap, I stepped up and said, I'm gonna start a company, but that didn't necessarily make me a CEO, a leader. I had to learn on the job and learn through several failures, some wins, some losses, and a lot of great memories along the way. And so that was the core concept of the Lead More podcast. And so today my goal with episode 100 is to reflect on the process of creating 100 episodes of a podcast, reflect on just building a podcast. Think about my own personal leadership journey throughout this show, which started in June of 2020, and now here in September of 2022. And then also I wanna leave and integrate throughout the show, my six, let's call them key takeaways or lessons from 100 conversations with great leaders, right? What are the things, these are like moments that really stick out in my memory from doing this show and I want to leave those with you or or bring them back to the surface so you remember them. And so that is how we're doing episode 100. Thank you for waiting for me. I know I kind of, I punted two weeks ago by repeating episode one, which I thought was a good look back, remembering how far we've come in that first episode with Governor Dennis Dugard, both from a quality sort of production standpoint, but just even reflecting back um, 100 episodes later. So I punted a little bit, but also mainly because I just didn't know how to put a bow on this and how to really uh, summarize 100 episodes. I just needed some more time to think and maybe a little bit of procrastination. But here we are, Lead More 100, we're calling it. Let's get right to the show. All right, welcome to what we're calling Lead More 100, a look back at 100 episodes of the Lead More podcast. Thank you so much for being here. You're going to hear me as the host, as always, the bus driver, but we're going to pull back some great clips and you're going to hear some familiar voices from the show. So let's first start today with some facts, some data. So Leadmore started the first episode June 9th, 2020 with Governor Dennis Dugard. And of course, two weeks ago, I went back and looked at that. You'll hear my reflections on how far we've come from one to 100, especially from a quality standpoint, production quality, audio quality, technical quality, but really me too, as a host. 
I think I still have a long ways to go, but my questions have gotten better. My thoughts have become more concise. That episode is funny in so many ways, but I'm so grateful to Governor Dugard for coming on the show. That first episode really validated the Lead More podcast when nobody knew what the heck it was. It's still the second most listened to episode because I think he is such a beloved leader. It was the first one. So I'm so grateful for him to really make the show launch. Fun fact, though, you know, the first, I would say, 50 plus episodes of, of the Lead More show, I think every single episode like mentions or touches on COVID at some point, which how could it not, right? Like that was just our world for 2020 into 2021. And so no surprise there. But Leadmore is not a byproduct of COVID. From our hardcore listeners, most nobody knows this, but we recorded a episode of the Leadmore podcast in December of 2019. And I say we, um, Michael Mazurik from Lemonly, our incredible uh, videographer, Upstairs at Lemonly HQ on the couch, we had multiple cameras and lights because Michael does everything to the nines. And two former Lead More guests, Bonnie Harari and Rick Melmer, came to Lemonly, sat on the couch, and we did sort of like a three-way conversation. And the original concept of Lead More was going to be this this video show with kind of a, a morning show idea about um, leadership. And we just shelved it. It's never seen the light of day. And someday I'll have to bring it back uh, and share it, I guess. I don't even really remember why. I think it was solid. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. More so because of me. It was just okay. Um, The guests were great. I just didn't know what it was going to become. Like I had this inkling of an idea around this concept that the world needs more leaders, but I just didn't feel compelled to publish it. And what was interesting is when COVID happened, and then I've shared this before, we saw leaders on all sides of the spectrum, some leaders really emerge and step up and become these great well-known leaders and other already well-known leaders really retreat and sort of kind of falter or wilter in the light, uh, in the spotlight. And that's when I knew, okay, we got to do this show, right? We need leadership more than ever for sure now here in this time of crisis. Let's get out here and start talking to some great leaders. And so that was really how the show started. On June 9th. And then second episode, June 18th, nine days later, uh, Why Leaders Need to Speak Up, episode two with Vani Harari, which was in the midst of the George Floyd murder and everything that was going on in June of 2020. So you had this three months into a pandemic. You had this cultural and racial movement sweeping the country to remember where we were two years ago. And it was like, okay, game on, game on. We are doing this leadership show. And so after June 18th, that was a Thursday. We recorded every single week for 82 straight episodes. 82 straight weeks. The original goal was like, could I do a year's worth of podcast uh, for folks who know me, people listening to this? Um, discipline, attention to detail, routine. Those are not my strengths as a leader or a person. Um, and so I said, I don't care who listens to this. I don't care if anybody listens to it. I'm going to do a podcast for a year and see what happens. So we went 82 straight episodes, more than a year. It was 30 that first year of 2020. And then the goal in 2021 was, could we do it every week? And we did it. 52 weeks, 52 episodes, 30 plus 52. We went 82 straight episodes. And when I say we, let me first make sure to make some shout outs here. Doing a podcast is super hard. And this podcast does not exist. We certainly do not get to 100 episodes without a few folks. First of all, Nate Peppel, former Lead More guest, and producer of this show, I've given, you know, to hit those Thursdays, 82 straight weeks, uh, I've given Nate audio files on the morning of the Thursday, and we've turned around and posted it 
that same day. Um, he is a rock star. He is a friend. And if you go listen to that episode, hint, we'll talk about that later. He's also a very wise young man. And so thank you, Nate. Also, people who made those episodes get posted and helped us knock Thatch. Knock has probably, I, my guess, listened to more episodes than anybody. I don't know, maybe Paige or my mom would rival her. But she was the one who'd help me with like episode descriptions and get things posted. Also, a sounding board for ideas. Nick Lorang, Lemon Lee team member, also did a lot of that. Um, so research, uh, helping with um, the brand and the design and the artwork. And then lastly, Caitlin Beyer, who this year in my team with No Fun team, also very, very helpful. So to Nate, to Knock, to Nick, the N team, and Caitlin, thank you so much. This podcast um, does not get to 100 without you guys. So what other lessons first have we learned about doing, have I learned about doing a podcast uh, and why do a podcast? I'm going to do one more sort of rewind time machine to January 2018. I was doing this coaching program with uh, my CEO coach at the time and some other entrepreneur founders. And one of the things we would do is get together a couple times a year and go visit, uh, do site visits. So we'd get together in a city, we'd do some accountability and lessons, and we'd go visit other great entrepreneurs. And I remember January of 2018, this founder of a large uh, venture-backed company said that the podcast is the new cold email. And I remember thinking, that's, hmm, that's compelling. What does that mean? Essentially, what he was saying is like, because a podcast is a much more effective way to get someone's attention, right? Because you can send a cold email, which we all delete and ignore when we get those. But if you ask somebody to come be on your podcast, well, guess what? We all have a little bit of ego. We all love to talk about ourselves, especially uh, sharing our story or sharing the thing or the subject matter we know best. And so by having a podcast, even if no one listens to it, it allows you to have some really amazing conversations. And I think about that comment, which was kind of in the back of my head for a whole year of why I wanted to start a podcast, almost two years, I guess, before I finally did. And I agree with it, right? I look at this episode and I think, or this show, and, and I got to talk to a, a governor, a, a CEO, CEO, several, a New York Times bestselling author, an NCAA football coach, a former House of Representative, now turned university president. Um, so many amazing people. You know, I, I know it's South Dakota and everybody's like two connections away, but just people all over, friends, um, family members, as we'll uh, remind ourselves later in the show, um, colleagues, Amy, my former business partner, and even just people that I DM'd uh, on Twitter. I call them my, my internet friends, which my wife always kind of rolls her eyes about, but people I would DM and be like, do you want to come on my podcast? And this guy's comment is right. It's the cold email. People will respond and come on the show. So that's one reason to do a podcast. The second reason is it's really, really great practice uh, for your ideas and for sharing your thoughts, right? I think I didn't count it up, but I'm guessing we've done eight or maybe nine of the hundred episodes were solo episodes. We called them our, our tool belt episodes when I would share a framework um, or a concept or an idea about leadership. Sometimes I was updating on where I was in my journey. We talked about the Lemonly sale. We talked about um, when I went to NFT NYC last fall, which really was sort of the early impetus and kernel to this new career in Web3. Um, we talked about uh, going to hike the 29029 hike. So like a lot of really awesome stories, but also the ability to practice your thoughts. So you have to think about the outline and think about, you get to 
you know, how you're going to say it and simplify it, make it more clear. And then you also get the feedback loop from people who listen to the show. Do they share it? Do they like it? How many listens did that one get to? And so it's an incredible tool for any leader or person who wants to share their ideas and really get to practice those ideas and test those ideas to see how we'll say the market, i.e. the audience, um, responds. So that's the next great reason to do a podcast. And then thirdly, what I'll say is just this idea of thinking of it as like an archive, right? I love that these 100 episodes will get to live forever, and some of them very personal based on the guests I spoke to or the individual episodes where I can go back and be like, wow, that's what I was thinking about in April 2021, or that's what the world looked like in June of 2020, and really think about that. And that's, of course, I've gone on that rant before of why create content. Um, but I love that part of doing this podcast as, as well. So the podcast itself is really a, a document of my leadership journey, right? Where was I in June of 2020, which was basically like, how do we keep this company alive? How Do we have any clients? Will we have revenue? And later on that year, it was negotiating the potential sale. And then in 2021, going through the process of selling your company, transitioning your company, handing that over, uh, leadership transition. And then in the fall, like discovering other interests and ideas, a, a new business. And so it really is just such an a, a archive of my own leadership journey as well. So those are the facts, sort of my look back at where we've been, where we've come, um, and, 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 and what I've learned. And I, I just think as we transition here into some of my lessons and takeaways, um, one of the reasons that it took me so long and I used the Governor Dugard episode to buy myself more time, the repeat, it was so hard to choose which people to focus on. We have so many incredible episodes. You know, I said friends, family members, mentors, colleagues, um, people I, I reached out to. I, I went back and I thought of like, we had Dr. Lon Keitlinger come on early in the pandemic to explain a pandemic, explain a coronavirus. Um, Kim Scott, who I DM'd on Twitter, author of Radical Candor, my favorite business book. I think the best leadership book I've ever read um, that I made my team and leadership read. Uh, Kim Scott came on. Uh, Stephanie Herseth, an incredible leader. Um, I remember Laurel Farrer came on and talked to us about remote work when we all had to figure out how to become remote companies, right? We were doing it at Lemon Lane, so we, it worked pretty well for us, but like having other people understand that. And then I remember Dr. Ben Meyering came on, like, what is it like on the front lines in the hospital right now for folks during COVID? Alex Guggenberger, one of the things I've always said when I say leadership doesn't always look the way we think it does is you don't have to be the gray hair CEO white man named John which I'm all of those, hopefully not too many gray hairs yet. You know, Alex stepping up as a young person, like, like let's pass the baton to that next generation and hearing what he was doing as, as a young person starting a company. Chris Maxwell and Molly Wisegram, we had a husband-wife combo come onto the show and talk about literally how they survived um, this rare disease that Chris went through and what it did to their family, their relationship, their partnership. Um, incredibly emotional. Bridget Bloaty, another one, just like Alex, a young leader, a, right, like starting her company in college, winning the Holt Prize. She is just a firecracker and a ball of energy. I love that episode. Um, we had Senator John Thune, right? Like one of the most powerful people in the country come down to Lemon Lane, sit down, and we talked uh, about lots of different things. 
Um, I also think about that blockchain episode as one of the most very popular way I kind of the way I think the way I talk about crypto and Web3 in November of 2021 to even now, less than a year ago, um, it's just incredible where, you know, where I've come and, 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 and how these interests are peaked. So, so many different memories and conversations, um, so hard to pick, but we're going to come back here with my six lessons and six takeaways from some incredible conversations here on the Lead More Podcast. All right, let's dive right in. So as I looked back on 100 episodes and thought about my 28 months doing this show and my own personal leadership journey, the following is the six keywords, six themes, six takeaways, six lessons that I've learned from this show and that I think every good leader should have. Now, there's much more that leaders need to have, and there's more tactics and and hacks and strategies, but these are just the core components and pillars of what I believe a good leader has. So let's start at the top with one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite leaders, Coach John Stiglmeyer, the head coach of the South Dakota State University football team. Now, currently, just right now, entering his 26th season as a college football head coach, and I don't know, maybe it's just the fanboy in me going to SDSU games since I was a little boy with my dad. Uh, maybe it's just the time of year since I'm thinking about football. Uh, but this is a, has always been one of my favorite episodes. And I think part of it is I just really relate to Coach Stig and his leadership style. So here's a clip. The key word here is belief. I'm going to let Coach Stig take it away. The two most important things that apply to culture is belief, number one, and then family slash love. And uh, I'll go to belief. You know, coaches recruit young men, and then they, they make them prove themselves. And young men come into programs, they look at the system, and they make the system prove itself. And all we do is hold each other back. You know, mm-hmm. in, in education, there's this thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy that if I look at a class and I, I look at them as geniuses, and then I choose another class. I look at them as misfits and they're equal in ability. At the end of the year, they will reflect my, my perception. And so the geniuses will be a lot smarter and accomplish a lot more. So when I bring in a kid or when we bring in a kid and we look at him and say, you're going to be internally, we make this decision. Uh, you're going to be an all-American. You're going to be the best mechanical engineering student. What does it hurt to do that? Mm-hmm. It, nothing. Every year I tell my staff, this is the best football team we're going to ever have at South Dakota State. They laugh at me because I've said it now 24 years in a row. When I hire a coach, because those aren't the guys he recruited. When I hire a coach, I tell him this is the best group of DBs you're ever going to coach that we've ever had here. Because I want guys to perceive that. Oh, I love that so much. That is the power of belief. That is the power of your mindset. And nobody embodies that more to me than Coach Stig. And maybe maybe it's the sports analogy. It's so easy to kind of lean into that with sports. But I've always used, you know, I, I maybe actually disagree with Stig a little bit, but he talked about family. Now, I loved my team at Lemon Lee, and I love those people, and I miss them so dearly. But I always chose to use the word team versus family. And obviously, Coach Stig's team is very clearly a team. But I love the sports analogy because we're all working together in a common goal. We're all striving for an outcome. We have to make each other better. We have to push each other. We're always changing the roster, tweaking the team. And Coach Stig just embodies that so, so, so well. If you want to be great, 
you first have to believe that you are great. You have to believe your team can achieve that goal. You have to believe your idea is what the world needs. You have to believe that your company is the best company in the product or service or industry that you are leading. And so nobody does that better than Coach Stig. That that is so powerful and cannot go understated. Any great leader not only believes in their team, but believes in themselves as well. I think that is a core component of any leader. And I think I've always really admired and also related to Coach Stig as I believe he's not a football tactician mastermind. He lets, he delegates and builds the right team around himself to let the program and the team succeed. But he is a belief and a mindset and a culture master, an incredible leader. And I think those soft skills are more of my strengths as well. And so I've always admired that in Coach Stig. And he will just forever be a leader that I try to aspire to be like. And I'm really excited for this football season. So go Jacks. The next keyword is cheerlead. And this clip comes from episode 20, which is October of 2020 with Liz Georgie, the CEO and co-founder of Suna Studios based in Minneapolis. And Liz is a badass leader. She is inspiring. She is fearless. Uh, She's somebody that you want to run through a brick wall for. And I admire that in leaders. Um, you can tell that she that her team loves her and she does an incredible job of gathering her team together. This is one of the most underrated episodes. I think it's an incredible episode. Liz really inspires me as a leader. I like her style a lot. Um, and to set the stage before I give it to Liz, this is October, and we were really talking about what her company went through in the summer, how they basically went from you know this growing business to zero customers overnight, zero dollars during, they, they help you in studios shoot photos and, and videos and content uh, while we couldn't get together with COVID. And so she talks about how they reinvented their business over the matter of, of a couple months and it completely changed. And when you listen to this clip, I just think Liz is somebody that you would want to be your leader. So let's take a listen to Liz. I tried to invest where I thought we were going to have the highest likelihood for breakage. And what I mean by that is the human breakage of sitting in our houses and trying to figure out how to do our jobs and having kids running around and animals running around. And that meant investing in our people. That meant Mm -hmm. investing in them going to coaching. That meant having mentorship lined up for them. That meant providing more flexible scheduling for the parents, especially. It just meant showing up as a leader in a way that says, I understand you're a whole person and we probably need to make some investments in the whole person, not just the job description. When I tell you that it's been bonkers, I truly mean it has been bonkers. But none of that works. None of it. None of it works if I don't show up every single day helping the team have hope about this new vision that we're on. Because it would be very easy for us to just say, well, this is what we're doing right now. This is our temporary situation. This is our get through this moment. Nah, this is our, we are rising to the occasion of the opportunity that's being presented to us. And we're going to make the most of what is here for us. And I have to be the one with that message. I can't count on them to figure that out. That's on me. And so I have to count on them to then execute that vision. And that's what they're doing. And it's, it's very exciting. And did you hear it? Did you hear that part? So Liz, she slows down. She pauses. Her voice kind of rises 
gets a little bit louder. She emphasizes this is our opportunity, right? We're not going to waste a good crisis. This is our time to rise to the occasion, to, so- to, to seize the opportunity, and to be better. But also gets that this isn't, I have to be there on the front lines to cheerlead and to push and to inspire. And I just think that's so incredible. I think that advice is so relevant here today, well, forever, but also when, when put in the context, and it's even hard to remember sometimes of summer 2020 and the fall of 2020, it made so much sense. Um, and you could tell that Liz's team not only is better because of that crisis, but it really just put them and sent them out of a rocket ship and, and off they go. You hear, you hear people talk about leaders in times of crisis and like peacetime leaders and wartime leaders. Um, I think Liz could probably be great in both, but as a wartime CEO, I imagine she is incredibly effective and she made those necessary investments in your people. And I think that part in that clip is so relevant um, again today and forever of adapting to your team's needs, asking them, listening to them, changing, you know, maybe not always doing things the way we used to, the benefits, the perks, the the culture. Um, I thought that she really nails that. And so I want to go one more clip here uh, with Liz because she changed the way I think about the title of CEO. Here we go. The one that stuck out to me, I wrote down was I put myself out there. I wrote memos to the team every week, reminding them why we're here. I went all out on company dress up days. I made videos of myself dancing when we had record sales days. And the lesson was the CEO means cheerlead every opportunity. And I thought that was really great as a leader. My best dance video was the one where I decided to dance like Elaine. Because <laughs> I just thought, well, this one will be embarrassing, but funny. But it is. Cheerleading every opportunity is looking at the situation and saying, what is the opportunity that we have here together? But also, what opportunity are we creating for ourselves? The team created this moment in time where Suna can be the next level thing. The team optimized our technology so that we can be achieving this. I got to show up every day and say, we're kicking ass. I'm so proud of us. Let's keep going. And it doesn't mean we have to do it in sort of the boring, stuffy way that businesses have always done. Well, here's the quarterly report on our performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is so much room right now for leaders to show up as full people, as people with points of view and with passion and with joy and with a thought process that is full of abundance and openness. And that's what I try to do every day if I can on my best days. Cheerleading every opportunity. I love that. Ever since that episode, I've always thought of the CEO acronym a little bit differently. And Liz helped put words to how I felt when I look Back in my career at Lemonly, being a CEO is being a cheerleader. That's externally, that's internally, that's in a large group setting, on a stage, or even just in a one-on-one conversation. Uh, And I thought she put that so well, that tweet that I read, and then her reaction to that tweet. She just, she gets it, right? You can tell that she gets it. And also her language is super key, right? I always recognize good leaders. You can spot them when they say, we and us and our team and 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 you know versus the I and the me and my team. Uh, she nails that. Liz is a great A leader. Uh, it's definitely an episode where you can learn a lot from, and I have as well. So thanks, Liz. All right, our next word is growth. I love that word. 
it ties so closely to my personal mantra of better every day, which became a mantra at Lemonly, the concept of what if, what if we can get just 1% better every day, where will we end up personally, professionally, in our hobbies and interests, in our fitness and workout, whatever it might be. And because he is so integral to the creation and delivery of this podcast, I thought it made a ton of sense to bring on our producer, Nate Peppel. And we had Nate on the show. This is in the fall of 2021. And Nate's just an incredible guy. He is an audio engineer by trade, self-taught, by the way. And in last fall of 2021, during episode 76, he decided to basically sell off all of his material things, sold his house, sold his gear, sold his stuff. He bought a van. And has been now since almost a year, just talked to him this morning in Vancouver, Canada, been traveling the United States or North America in his van. And he decided to shed his physical attachments, which have helped him shed sort of his mental and emotional attachments. Nate's a young guy, but is incredibly wise for his age. And also, I think a good reminder that like he's lived a lot in his life too. And we often don't know everyone's story when we meet them, right? We make a lot of quick assumptions and judgments about somebody from first impression, from a LinkedIn bio, from a quick meeting, or we don't know everyone's story. I think it's a really good reminder, both as a leader and as a person, right? To get to know someone. Every time I get off the phone with Nate, he always says, I love you to me. And I just think uh, he's just a special guy and a dear friend. And I want you to hear how he thinks about growth and how he thinks about sort of approaching every day of your life. All of my growth, and I've recognized this forever, has come from the pain. Mm. There's something beautiful on the other side, always. Mm. This whole life is just curriculum to making you a better person. <laughs> That's good. And all the hard moments, they're worth it. And if you see every day like that, you, you just like, it flips your reality. Yeah. You just realize, man, life is cool. Even when it sucks, it's really like helping and it makes me a better person. And then you show up the next day and you're, you're stronger. And if you have that same mentality, life's pretty cool no matter what you're doing. Life's pretty cool, no matter what you're doing, right? What, what great advice to live life. This is beyond a leadership podcast now, and we're just talking about you know life. And I think that's, I appreciate Nate's perspective on so many things and how deeply he cares and thinks. But that line also, life is, is just curriculum to make you a better person. Nothing could jive better with better every day. And I love that idea of treating each day and each lesson and each challenge as curriculum. I think that applies as leaders. It applies in business. It applies personally. Um, and for Nate, I think he so perfectly embodies the idea of lead more, which is leadership doesn't always look like the way you think it does, right? Nate is a freelance gig audio engineer. He's never been a CEO. He doesn't even work for a company. But yet, I think we have lots to learn from Nate. I have lots to learn from Nate and have learned lots from Nate. And that embodies such a core part of the show of, of leadership. And I love when he thinks about um, every day being curriculum. I have found that leadership to me seems to be the fastest way to accelerate your growth and your learning, right? I always say that being an entrepreneur is, is getting an MBA on the job, right? And so if you optimize for learning and not so much as safe and secure and like protect the downside. But instead, if you think of like, how can I learn and fail as fast as possible so that I can grow and be better every day? Thanks, Nate, for those lessons. Our next word is community. 
this is a big word in our household, in the Pearson Meyer household. And so it was appropriate to bring on the episode that I recorded with my wife, Paige Pearson Meyer. Back to why do a podcast? Well, one, why not? But two, you get to do a podcast with your wife. And how special is that? And I always think maybe my two daughters, six and three right now, will never actually go back and listen to this episode with their mom and dad. But if they want to, that would be cool, right? And now it exists. And it's uh, sort of on the internet and archived forever. It actually turned out to be, well, maybe the second most emotional podcast ever. Uh, My wife has a very big heart. And if you go back and listen to this episode with Paige, you will hear that quickly. You'll even hear it uh, in her voice in this clip. We really value community. And I think community means and looks in, uh, like a lot of different things. There are community of Sioux Falls, her community of Midco, my then community of, of Lemon Lee, community of our coffee shop that we go and hang out in the weekend or our, our neighborhood on Main Avenue, right? Um, as a leader, we exist to lead. But again, leadership looks differently. And you can just lead a group of people. You can lead a neighborhood. You can lead a family. You know, one of the questions I ask in the rapid fire of all these episodes is to the parents is what's a piece of parenting advice? Because I believe that parents are leaders and we need great parents to help create great leaders. And so Paige embodies that really great. And I want you to hear, I'll start out first setting the stage and you can hear Paige's answer. Here we're sitting with six and three year old. We've been married eight years, just had our anniversary. We talk and dream about things we want to achieve in our life and, and, and places we want to go and, you know, and sometimes the best stuff is us just sitting on a Sunday at brunch and just hanging out with the girls as they color. But what's your hope for our family as you think about the future and raising the type of girls that we that we talked about earlier? I think you've likely heard a, a pretty resounding theme, and that is that I want us all to contribute in our unique ways. For you, John, it's to be this visionary and to influence people in a really wonderful place of, of finding the best in themselves. I thought you were, were <laughs> going to be the only one who cried, not me. It's very kind. Thank you. What you're touching on is this um, relationship between contribution and community is sort of like a theme that's pulling out of this episode to me is like to take and pull from a community and all the benefits that a community will give you, you have to give back to Absolutely. it and contribute to it. And whether that be, the, as the phrase goes, time, talent, or treasure, just supporting it and nurturing it, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Yeah. You and I often talk about, you know, we, we want to leave this place, whatever you consider your place to be, better than what we found it. Whew, I still get a little emotional <laughs> listening to that clip every time I hear it. Paige is right. We want to leave this place better than we found it. I think no line probably better um, describes really the the purpose of leadership, right? And also, gosh, every person deserves to have somebody in their corner that describes their talent in that way, right? If I ever feel feeling down about myself or my skills or my abilities or my purpose, just go listen to that clip of my wife telling me, you know, why you exist, what you're here to do. And that's why leaders are so fascinating to me, why I love to study them and talk to them is everyone has a different purpose and they lead for a different reason. They step up and they rise to the occasion for a different reason. Um, Sometimes it's known, sometimes it's trained, sometimes it's just like in your gut and it just exists and you just can't change who you are. 
Uh, and that's who Paige is, right? You can hear it in her voice, this sense of purpose, this sense of contribution, of community. We want to give to the same places that give back to us, right? And you got to get on the boat with Paige if you're going to be rowing in that direction because she doesn't have it any other way. And so, so honored that I get to do a, a episode with her right in our living room and to have that archive, um, but also just for her to share her lessons of, of, uh, of community and contribution. Thanks, Paige. The word I'm choosing on this next guest is foundation. And what I mean by foundation is, is what do you stand for, right? I would often talk about that as core values. You need to know as a person, as a leader, what you individually and what your organization stand for. As the Hamilton line stands, goes, if you, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? That's your foundation, right? What you exist to believe in. And you can't tell the Lead More podcast story or look back at the 100 episodes without talking about episode 72 with Tim Scott. This is the most popular episode by far. It is the episode that I get the most comments about. People who said, hey, I heard your podcast. Hey, that was a great podcast. Hey, thanks for doing that podcast with Tim. It's like 10x almost on the on the listens downloads from first episode to second episode, which is such a perfect um, sort of symbol of sort of what the Lead More podcast is about, right? It wasn't a senator or a governor or a CEO or a best-selling author. It was Tim Scott, it's a local business guy. Uh, whose superpower is the power of speech and who is slowly every day losing that superpower due to a rare neurological disease called primary progressive apraxia of speech. And so it's a 30-minute episode, episode 72. Looking back at this, we really hit some hit our stride in the fall of 2021. We had uh, Senator Thune, Kyle Tutt talked about blockchain. That was popular. Paige came on um, Billy and Kelsey Sutton, Tim Scott. It was some bangers in September, October of, of fall of 21. So check that out. But you have to hear this episode. You have to go back and listen to this one. Um, what made it so special was Tim was able to use his guest appearance on the Lead More podcast as sort of his platform to announce uh, his, what I call the new Tim, right? This new this new version of himself and this this disease that he had, and it was the easiest and most effective way of him telling that story, and it reached all corners of the country. And so in the spirit of foundation, and I said with Paige that it was probably, Paige's maybe the second most emotional. This is certainly the one I got the most emotional listening to. It's, an, it's a very emotional story. Uh, and when we talk about what you stand for, Tim has a very clear answer here on his uh, clip. So let's take a listen. I've learned that I'm much more optimistic than I thought I would be. Somebody asked me if I ever get angry. Mm-hmm. I never did. Mm-hmm. So I'm a lot more positive than I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, family is most important. I was caught up in my career. I had good balance. My mom said I had good balance um, mm-hmm. with career and family, but now I'm focused more on family. I don't always ask this question on the show, but I just feel like it's appropriate in this context. So like you're writing a book, you're recording this podcast. What do you want your legacy to be, Tim? I want it to be that people's lives were better because I was in it. I feel like that's the answer that any leader would say, right? 
that people's lives were better because I was there to to help them, to lead them, to to try to make them better, to push them to be great. And in our times of probably biggest struggle uh, and adversity is when we learn the most about ourselves. And you can literally just hear Tim discovering that um, as he makes this transition. And, you know, he still is. I had, I had uh, lunch with him this summer. Um, booth 16 at Minerva's. That's where you'll find Tim eating a salmon salad. Still doing that today. And I think his focus, his foundation, his core values on family and, and, and making an impact and giving to others are just so powerful and a good reminder, right? As, as leaders too, we can take our eye off the ball. We can get a little bit too connected to our title, to our role, to our perceived power and influence and think that um, we're unbeatable and unstoppable, right? And we can't lose sight even more so than a company or organization values is your personal values of what matters most and the, the order and priority of, of how you rank those things. So thanks, Tim, for teaching me that lesson and for coming on to the Lead More podcast to share your incredible story. Our last word and theme from Lead More 100 is gratitude. I love that word. I think every great leader leads with gratitude, gratitude to have the role, gratitude to have the opportunity, gratitude toward their team or their followers, or their audience, their community. And so best take this lesson away, I want to go to Dr. David O'Hara. He is a Lead More favorite, uh, definitely. He's a two-time uh, guest. This was his second appearance, episode 87 in March of 2022, so a few months ago. Now, March 3rd, 2022, to take you back to that time, um, we had just had uh, the war on Ukraine and Russia just broke out. Um, the economy was <laughs> is in shambles. Um, I, personally, was really coming out of my, my leaving uh, Lemonly and really had, had about six weeks of just figuring out what the heck am I going to do with my life. Um, I no longer have a team to lead. So this episode to me was like therapy in the moment and then honestly going back and listening to it again. And when I needed therapy, I went to the person who sort of speaks to my soul, and that's uh, Dave O'Hara. And it was about sparking your inner stoic. We talked about stoicism and... David is just such a gem, and every time he comes on the show, and then I cut up his content, I put it on social media. It just people love it. Like David should be a, a superstar. He is a superstar, but more people need to know about him. And so that's another reason to do a podcast is to get to spread the wisdom of your friends and 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 people mentors. Um, so just just an incredible person, incredibly smart, probably the smartest person I know, um, and you'll hear it in his voice. Um, so just listen to him share this lesson about stoicism, about contribution, and what I take away from it, gratitude. One of the things that we can all do, even in very small ways, is allow ourselves to be quiet. Hmm. Because yes, there is war on pretty much every continent right now. Hmm. Some of it is is very different types, big but yes. war, but there's there's violence on every continent. There's pollution everywhere. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that are going badly. And that can feel like a chance to doom scroll and to just give up. It's also worth remembering that there are amazingly beautiful things going on everywhere as well. In addition to that, it's worth remembering there's only so much that we can do about any of those things. Mm -hmm. But if you figure out what's the one thing that I can do right now in this moment that's positive, 
that's going to help me to flourish and help other people to flourish, do it. Sometimes when I'm, uh, I'm feeling this way, I'll send a text to somebody and say, just wanted you to know, I think you're wonderful. Mm. Or thank you for something that you did recently. It, those little things, make it handwritten. Make something for somebody. Yeah. Give somebody a hug or a kiss or a handshake, especially at a time when we've been missing those yeah. moments yeah. of human contact. Whatever it is, those little things, we can think of them as being unimportant. But I think that the Stoics are right. There is a spark of the divine in those things. And the divine is infinite. Like I said, David speaks to my soul. The divine is infinite. And living and embodying gratitude, using your hands to physically write that thank you note to make something, or the text message, the reminder, the thank you, um, that is gratitude, right? And, and David so purposely and perfectly describes that. I just, I, I love that. Go back to that episode 87. If you ever need uh, a little bit of therapy, go back to episode 10 with David O'Hara, where we talk about like studying the past to help learn more about the future. That was right in the thick of the pandemic too. So I found that really valuable. So I'm grateful, grateful for David, grateful for his friendship, grateful for his wisdom, and grateful to be able to do this podcast. All right, friends, that is Lead More 100. As I look back on 100 episodes, all these amazing conversations, the themes that I have learned as a person, as a leader, belief, believe in yourself, believe in your team. Thank you, Coach Stig, for that reminder. Cheerlead. Whether you're the CEO, cheerlead every opportunity, or a parent, a friend, a family member, or even a stranger, cheerlead people on. We need more cheerleaders, we need more supporters, and we need more people to believe in us. Thank you, Liz, for so for pointing that out so clearly. Growth, better every day, right? 1%. Recognizing all of life's challenges, the pain, the struggles, the good and the bad as an opportunity to grow. Nobody embodies that more than Nate Peppel. Thank you for teaching us about life as the curriculum to become a better person. Community. To my lovely wife, my partner, my friend, Paige Pearson Meyer, to force us to give back, to contribute, to give to the community that gives to us. And knowing that whatever word you use to define community, you are a leader in your community. Foundation. Tim Scott, your foundation, your core values are so clear. Whatever it took you to learn that in the good and the bad, uh, it is clear that you will forever embody that to your wife, to your three daughters, to your community, to your friends and family. Thank you for that emotional and heartfelt reminder of leading with our foundation at the center. And gratitude to Dr. David O'Hara for so poetically putting that out there in the small and in the large, the little acts of gratitude, kindness, the divine is infinite. And let's embrace that. Let's be leaders who lead with gratitude. And I think our world will be a little bit of a better place. So with that, friends and family, this is episode 100. I know it sounds very like when I said put a bow on it, it sounds like we're ending this. And I will be honest, over the course of this year, 2022, when we went to every other episode, and I knew we were knocking on the door of 100. And that alone, and it was just an accomplishment that I wanted to get to. Uh, I wasn't sure what the future of the show looked like. I wasn't sure where this was going to go. Like everything in my life here in 2022, just a lot of crossroads, a lot of 
um, indecision and, and unsure. And, and, and honestly, this is what, in the spirit of growth from Nate's point, this is what I signed up for and what I wanted. It's time to close the, the book on one chapter and, and start opening a new book and writing a new chapter. But I can tell you throughout this year, I've been reminded and definitely throughout the process of creating this episode, how much I love doing this show. I went on about a nine minute intro at the beginning of why you should do a podcast. So I can stand here today and say the Lead More podcast is not done. But now that we hit episode 100, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And that break isn't really defined, I guess like a month, maybe six weeks. I'm not sure. But for 82 episodes, we showed up in your inbox every Thursday. And then for 18 episodes, we showed up in your inbox every other Thursday. And now at 100, I think we're just going to create the Lead More podcast when it's ready to be created. That each episode will be created with lots of care and craft and exist to exist for a purpose and a reason and not just because it's Thursday or every other Thursday. And so I'm sure I'll have more on that later on the next episode. You'll definitely subscribe to the Lead More podcast on Apple on Spotify, on Stitcher, wherever you listen. So when new episodes come out, they'll hit your inbox. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram, LinkedIn, John T. Meyer. I'll share the episodes and I'm just going to kind of feel it out and see where this goes. Just like I'm feeling out my life right now and my journey as a leader. There is no Lead More Podcast without you. Thank you for listening, for all of the comments, the reviews, even just the little ticker that says somebody listened to it. Uh, it's pretty incredible to think about somebody listening to to you talk or your conversation that you recorded. So big or small, it's so deeply appreciated. And I'm, I'm so grateful to you for listening to the Lead More podcast. So as I finish every episode, if you've caught on by now, take care and be well. Thank you, friends. Thank you.